You're listening to the Major Pod Network, the only place where your favorite toy store, card shop, arcade, theme park, and arena are all on the same block. Scratch that major itch. The following announcement has been paid for by the Major World Order. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the major world order podcast i'm one of your hosts billy peck i am a ring announcer for both pwp live and fwf live and with me is hasvar aka major market aka handsome aka heartbreak hasvar aka giant gun hasvar and with us is if you use that again, you will be gone, Husvar. Giant gone, Husvar. For sure. Is the, the big Jake Bosky, the time. Sean Kemp of sneaker collecting, the major mad hatter, <laughs> the only person in this group who loves Giant Gonzalez more than Hulk Hogan loves hot dog tans. Jake, don't call me Bray Wyatt. Welcome to the latest episode of the Major World Order podcast, where it's just too so sweet. sweet. He says, welcome to the show. For those who have uh, never checked this out, you know, thank you for for coming here. We are the Major World Order. We are a community podcast, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, where we interview people from within the community. We've interviewed the hosts, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Smart Mark Sterling. We've brought on all kinds of their friends and family members and so many people. And, uh, you know, for those who are coming back, return listeners, we thank you, too. You are, you know, the reason why we keep doing this and we enjoy speaking with all, you know, all of you. And uh, if you're not already, please check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, all at Major World Order. We have YouTube.com slash Major World Order, where we put up a a video. Uh, Most recent one is a behind-the-scenes look at FWF Live 5, where Husvar picked me up from the airport. Uh, we we hung out and, uh, you know, just got to see some of the stuff going on, uh, you know, from from our perspective at FWF Live 5. Then we also have a Patreon.com slash Major World Order for those who would like to, uh, you know, get a little bit of extra content. You want to know who the guest is early. You want to listen to the episodes early, watch the episode. If you want some pop culture related episodes where we, we, you know, talk about Indiana Jones or Power Rangers or Ghostbusters or shoes or all kinds of things. That's what Not Joe shoes. Well, I mean, Hey, we may, maybe we should do a whole episode just talking about Joe shoes. We could totally never do know. that. <laughs> but, um, regardless, if you've been here for a long time or this is your first time, thank you again for being here. Uh, let's not waste any more time, and let's bring on our guest, Boom, Colt, Boom. Colt Cabana, to the Major World Order podcast. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a guy walking down the street with an NWO shirt the other day, and um, I don't know, I, I just felt like being an asshole, so 
I started recording and then I put up my two fingers and I was like, for life. And he looked at me like I was the craziest person in the world. <laughs> he, wow. He's like those like current like 11 year old girls that wear like Nirvana shirts. And then you yeah. walk up like name three Nirvana songs. <laughs> right. Name three. Who's, Ed? Ner- who's Nirvana? Who's Nirvana? <laughs> name three New World Order members. Who's Dave Grohl? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty sad. But. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And oh, yeah. Nice to be yeah, yeah, you know, man. you've uh you've been doing the podcast thing for well, really longer than anybody when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. And, like the OG man. You know, you've done a, a ton of podcasts and all that, and you've pretty much like answered everything under the sun. So, you know, we thought we would kind of just have some fun, kind of wing it, talk about your connections to the major wrestling figure podcast since we are, you know, major pod network and the community show and all of that. And, and, uh, Hey, you know, recently you just, uh, you were just part of the big FWF live five pay-per-view. Yeah. The comfortable gear. Yeah. <laughs> it's comfy. Very, yeah. It, it's, that's some good looking gear though, man. I mean, it's, uh, I really enjoyed that. That's, it's very creative too. I mean, comfy and, uh, it has all the aesthetics that you need to, you know, highlight your, your amazing in-ring work. So I, I think boom, it's boom. I got the boom, boom stuff. And I was thinking, you know, I think I'm just, uh, said, I think I'm coming in. I'm in, I've just turned 43. You know, I think my, sp- uh-huh. I was like, I told my gear maker, my spandex days are over. <laughs> um, he still made it in spandex, which I didn't ask him to, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, a little, uh, you know, less just onto everything and more, just be comfortable, enjoy yourself in the ring. And so oh, yeah. uh, we'll see if it, it sticks up. But that was the debut at the FWF show. Oh, wow. And uh, and it brought me good luck, I would say. Spoiler alert to anybody yeah. listening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, well, well and at this point, we've uh, we've already done like a big watch along with the pay per view, and and you know, for people to you know go back and and get the pay per view if you order it, you can sync it right up and kind of you know get our commentary with it. Since I was ring announcer and Husvar was special guest beer bash man <laughs> don't forget job. me I, w- I was a spectator at home and i had to fill in somewhere spectator jeez man yeah <laughs> i had to uh, change, Husbar, you were saying something i had to change all my shirts before i drove home <laughs> <laughs> all so, your shirts how many were you wearing them, like three no <laughs> when you get you know pbr it's like your pbr for life and i like that yeah. the mw <laughs> What I was gonna ask, um, so I I know you used you used to make your own uh, all your own gear, right? Do you still do from time to time, or? Yeah, it just it kind of depends. Like, um, it's funny. Like for this thing, I had uh, Clint actually made my gear, oh, who cool. I know is a um, a major head too. So, oh, Clint Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. and um, no one ever knew his last name, but you do now. So, <laughs> in my phone, he's he's Clint Gear. So, um, but I asked him. I said, hey. Uh, you know, when you you know make this and then also make the pattern for me, so that way then I could I could make those on my own on, on the back end. So, but to, nice. to go from scratch, I don't think that's something I can do. But yeah, I uh, I've taught myself how to. Well, I, a friend taught me kind of the basics of how to sew, and then mm-hmm. I took off from there. And it's kind of been YouTube tutorials. Well, I, I started before I even think YouTube was around, but right. um, you know, but it's uh, been just trial and error for years. And I'm not yeah. the best, but. Uh, I know what I like, so it kind of works for me. That's pretty cool. So as far as, like, making your own gear, do you, like, hand-stitch everything, or do you have, like, a sewing machine that you use? Yeah, I I fucking crochet it. (laughs) (laughs) 
In what world do you hand? Hey man, I don't wrestling? know. I've never sewn before. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> don't ask the fucking question. You know, I've heard there's no such thing as a bad question, but yikes. Hey man, well you know, hey, I, I wanted you to remember this episode, okay? <laughs> uh, I use the machine. Um, it's the yes. machine. Yes. <laughs> What would you say is like your biggest challenge when you make gear? Um, I you know the worst like I've done so many pieces where I spent hours and hours and hours of making it, and then I just like it doesn't fit or I hate it, and because like it's might be hard to explain, but sometimes it's like you make like if I have like two big pieces of a singlet, a front and a back, right, and then I spend all this time designing and putting the stuff on the front and then on the back, and then when you put it together. Mm. And then so like kind of like putting it all together at the end is like the last thing. And then if it doesn't fit or, you know, you're like, there's there's some, there's not much you can do. And it just kind of goes to shit. Um, So that's the challenge is like praying that it's fixed. And I'm not good enough to fix it. You know what I'm saying? There's people who would be like, okay, this is how I would fix it. But I'm not sure I'm good enough to fix it. Or or it's not even like it won't look as professional. Um, if you do the fixing stuff. So I've done that before and it's like, Oh, I spent so much time. This was my baby and now it just sucks. So that's probably my biggest challenge. Yeah. I, I can't imagine like even like where to begin with it. I know if I tried to make my own gear, I would definitely royally screw it up. And so I have for years and it's why I don't make other people's gear either. It's just like, I know how sad, like disappointing to like get something and it doesn't work. And it's like, what, you know, someone spent all that time. Like I would spend all that time to make, the only, the only time I made gear for someone was I made Sanjay Dutt a pair of trunks mm. and then he, I found out he sold them to somebody in Japan like a, a month later. Oh. So oh. I was like, I'm not, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> never again. Yeah. Imagine if you did it by hand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Yeah. No, but so. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. No, 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 go ahead. No, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Hey, After you. After you. <laughs> go ahead, Philly. All right, go ahead. All right. Um, so you you met Matt and Brian like years ago in, in what, developmental? Is that kind of the story? On the steps of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah. Oh, okay. OBW. Yeah, so and so we were kind of wondering that if it was Deep South or, or what. So that's... Yeah, so they... We're in Deep South, and then Deep South shut down. A ha- uh, most people from Deep South went to FCW. And there was a handful of people that went to OVW. And uh, at the same time, I had been signed, and I had a choice of going to Deep South or going to OVW. And there was two things that kind of went in there. One was uh, Bill DeMott, I knew, was the coach in Deep South, and I had zero interest in doing anything under him uh, due to reputation. And the other one was OVW was a four and a half hour drive from my home. And so, you know, that's always kind of like it's a safety net and being a drives away from your house or your uh, your area. And so I, I, I had the choice. I, I think um, Nova assumed I would want to go to Deep South. And I was like, can I go to OVW? He's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I was like, great, I'll go to OVW. <laughs> and no- Nova's the one who signed me. And, um, you know, some people, Nova was very cool like that. Some people would be afraid to ask, like, if they had, you know, about a choice. But he was like, whatever you want. And so, yeah, I went to, so I was like new. 
to OVW. It was my first, you know, my first week or whatever. At the same time that those guys came up from Deep South, which was Brian, um, Gallows, uh, Ray Gordy, and um, and and Angel Williams, just a handful of them. And so we came in as like the new kids at the same time. And that's kind of where, I, I mean, of course, the bond of like being lifelong wrestling fans and Brian, you know, keep, came right up to me and told me what a big fan he was of mine. Uh, I know that story has been told. So, um, but it was that we were all the new kids at the same time. I just, uh, you know, I, I was new to the territory and they, they had been signed, but we're, you know, we're moved up to OBW. Got it. And you know, it's obviously, you know, uh, reputation aside, and and I don't know if OVW would have been this way, but, you know, you were pretty seasoned by the time that you were, you know, going to developmental. Like, did you really need to go through the rigorous training that Bill DeMott would have given? Like, not really. Is that your question? You know, so, <laughs> well, so like going to OVW... What was it different? Well, well we were than... doing training at OVW. Like there was still, um, the, the, there was still training, but yeah, it was more shows and it was more of established territory. And either way, like you're sent down there and you're like, you're a student now. And there was nobody getting signed to developmental and going right to TV at all. Like it just wasn't a thing. So it's just like you had to do it. And people before me were like, listen, it's just you have to do it. And so, in your dues, yeah. Yeah. I, and so, you know, I looked at it as like an investment in my future. And so I did it. And so, you know, I was willing to eat shit a little bit. Also, I was hustling so hard that I thought it would be like a nice little break to just like kind of be able to collect a paycheck and not have to like uh, fill up my date book. You know, the way the way that you hear Matt talk about how he does the Indies, like that's how I was doing it for basically 20 years up to COVID, you know, ex excluding w my WWE run. It's just like you got you connecting with promoters, you're filling up your day, but you got to find Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then maybe there's a Wednesday and it's just like nonstop. So I was going hard up to that point. That was 2007 when I signed. I started in 99 and I, you know, I, I was hustling from day one. So um, it, it was like, oh, maybe this will be a nice break to not have yeah. to finally do that. So well, for sure, because I can only imagine back then too, it was it had to be so rigorous trying to fill up your date book, and you know, you don't have social media, you don't have all these, you know, easier connections nowadays that you would, you know, back then. I, I yeah, mean, I think it wasn't. The, so the other side of that sword is, and I'm not going to say you're wrong, but the other side of the sword is that there was not as many wrestlers in the industry at that time, mm -hmm. and so. If you stood out a little bit, yeah. you know, there were shows, there were shows and there weren't that many wrestlers, you know, there was, okay. there was yeah. if there's I would say there was a, yeah. uh, you know, 500 Midwest wrestlers, you know, now there's, you know, maybe, you know, 2,500 Midwest mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So, you know, I stood out and me and some of the guys, like we worked hard and we, pay, you know, like we, we made our name. So at that point, it wasn't the hardest to kind of get booked on okay. shows. Yeah. And, you know, like I... <laughs> It's it's hard because I feel when I started that was like the first time where people some people were like working for free but like my trainers were like right away were like listen you get paid to wrestle no matter what even if it's ten bucks or twenty bucks like you don't let them not pay you and so you know I was, even though I wasn't making a lot but you know I'd make twenty bucks at least you know nowadays I you hear stories of people that you know wrestle I've been wrestling for years and still don't get paid so yeah yeah that's insane man yeah and you know you building up you know that that career on the indie scene like you said how matt you know is you know always in his paper calendar his physical calendar right i out have dates. the same thing too yeah yeah i'll show you right here like uh that, there it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um 
I uh, and not that I expect you, uh, you know, to remember, but I I work for an organization called PWP out of Omaha, Nebraska, and you had come through there a few years back before I actually started working for them. But the promoter Chris Havius actually, you know, he said out of all the people that he uh, worked with, you were really one of the best uh, because of you know you learned how to to build those contacts how to book those shows and all of that stuff so um i don't know i guess just wanted to mention that no no i and i remember doing that show i think it was in a bar right yep uh, at a magic because i don't think i went to omaha and it was such a like a nice little eclectic town and so i didn't mm-hmm. realize you know like and that's part of my love of of what i've been doing for years is going to these different places and so for me as a kid from the suburbs of chicago at that point probably living in chicago it's like I'm looking to I'm looking to see everything and do everything, and so to go to Omaha, Nebraska, where my father was born, by the way, oh, wow. um, <laughs> you know, uh, and be able to check that off my list and to see like what that town is like and uh, get a little bit of the culture. It's something I really like doing is getting a little bit of the culture from everywhere I go, and um, you know, I, I don't just go to these towns like oh another town like you know I remember that show I remember yeah. you know. Doing going to Omaha, and I remember these weird places. You you remember the weird places more than you remember hmm. kind of the big cities. And uh, you know, I also think it's kind of made me who I am. Where I think you know, I come from like the nicer suburbs of Chicago, and there's people that just don't get out, and and they just you stay in a circle, and you're just kind of like those are the people that you only know about those people, I guess. Hmm. And so from a very young age, you know, when I was 19 years old, we were driving to, you know, on the border of Kentucky and Indiana, wrestling in a barn every night. And you start meeting different people in the world and you, you know, like, um, at least for me, I had an open, open, like, I was so open and then fresh and wanted to take in this and wanted to meet different people and understand different worlds. And so I believe it's made me a, a better person. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. And uh, speaking of um, Chicago a little bit, I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about pro wrestling tees. I know you 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 had a very intricate part, um, you know, as far as the beginnings going of um, Ryan's company kind of getting started up and all that. And, uh, you know, what were some of your kind of thoughts at, at, at building this brand, basically? And I mean, uh, it, it's a juggernaut now. It's it's huge. It's, you know, I just yeah. wanted to kind of get your input on that and, uh, you know, what kind of led you to, you know, kind of go down that path and, and help with that. Well, I mean, listen, all like all the credit kind of and not all the credit, I'll take credit. But, you know, Ryan is a very hardworking man. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'll preface it with like some, you know, like people love to talk shit or whatever it is, but you know, imagine putting yourself in that, like growing that kind of business. And yeah, we may all make mistakes and you know, sometimes you can't ship fucking, if you're shipping on a million packages, you know, maybe one is going to get ruined and hopefully you hope the person's going to, you know, uh, understand that. Um, but but Ryan's, uh, I've always said that first of all, Ryan spends money to make to make money, which is something I would never do, uh, which makes him different than me. Right. Because (laughs) I, I come from this, like, you never know when you're going to eat next sure. mentality. So, I mean, of course I've spent money like investing in myself, but just not the way he does. He really is not afraid, which is crazy to me um, because, you know, I remember very early, like sitting down at the bank and they're like, you have to, you have to invest this money. You can't, you can't just sit in your, your bank account. And I was like, I, you know, one match and I'm not working for a year. I can't do that. And so, right. you know, it's for, for him to see in the, in the future like that, 
is uh, yeah. is amazing. So all the credit in the world to Ryan to be able to grow the business, to be able to hire more people, to buy the printers. Those printers cost fucking like, you know, at first they were 20000 Then as yeah. technology grows, he's $40,000, $60,000 printing machines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to give him some credit for that. Um, but when I – so there was a couple of us that would like sell merch on – MySpace, right? Because oh, yeah. you were able wow. to put your PayPal link on MySpace. Okay. And I specifically remember like me, Delirious, Claudio. We were some kind of the early merch hustlers. And I remember thinking like I, I wanted to start a web web page. And I remember asking like some like friends of mine that was like gimmicktable.com, where somehow we could all like you would go to one page and then we could all put our individual PayPal links there. Right. Or like there's different tabs of like Chris Hero, Cole Cabana, Jimmy Jacob, you know, or, or Matt Seidel. These are some of the people that were doing this kind of stuff early on. Um, and like I just, you know, I don't know, my brain, that's that's like it couldn't move forward just past that idea and asking yeah. some people. So it's so funny that years later, you know, here comes Pro Wrestling Tees, which essentially is that idea, sure. yeah. right? Is all the wrestlers on one page, one homepage, and then you divvy out the money. Mm. Um, because I thought like, because I always had Colt merch, but I always thought like, I think it would be stronger if every, if, if all of us promote this, then they could get mine or get theirs or if go to Heroes and then be like, oh, I want a Colt shirt too. Sure. And I thought marketing and business would be a little stronger that way. So um, I, I just find it fun and interesting that it, that was always something in my brain that I wanted to do. And then Ryan cultivated it, hired the people, hired a web designer, hired someone to make this and then had the tools also to like make the shirt, ship them out. And then here we go. So, right. and then obviously, yeah, it's been so I think it's I, I think the micro brawler stuff has been the most fun for me. Like t-shirts oh, yeah. are the best, but sure. the idea that that Ryan, I guess, had this like little idea, you know, that no one even knew it would take off. And like um, and I know like the you know, the major wrestling figure, it's all about the figures, and so that we could yeah. be kind of part of this world of the figures and especially the early ones that like Ryan didn't even know to save those Billy Guns or right, the right, Xbox, yeah. you know, like <laughs> and it's so weird that like I was listening to the podcasts and I right. still didn't even put it together that like we should be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it did take till Brian and Matt, you know, I put them in contact like I do with mm -hmm. everyone with Ryan and then Brian and Matt's like business model started taking off right. that I think they got in Ryan's ear. And I, I you know, with the new cases and mm -hmm. all of that stuff sure. and the chases and the variants yeah, and um, I I, th I think it's all for the best, and you know we we have I think we have Matt and Brian to thank for a lot of that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I I, I think I think your guys's relationships, you know, just have you know kind of paralleled each other in so many different ways. Yeah. You know, as as far as like you know the mind for for all of this, you know that that is such a big thing is. Yeah, you can you can train, you can do wrestling matches, but you really have to have the mind to soar, basically. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I mean, but you also have to be a. Here's something that a lot of young wrestlers don't understand: is like you have to be over if you yeah. want to move the merch. Like I was moving crazy merch, and you know, a lot of people credit like you know I like of of the like the merch table movement, you know, like because I was there, and you know, I remember the days where it was literally just me. Uh, and now you go to a show and it's everybody lined up. And, you know, I think people are expecting to like move all this merch, but like you have to learn how to wrestle and be a really good wrestler and then get over as a wrestler. 
in order to then do the marketing part of it. So I kind of give people this, the advice of like the first two or three years, don't even think, don't even worry about merch. Like, especially if you're in school and you know, and you have like that, the investment in learning how to wrestle and then like not worrying about going to the merch table and like watching the other matches and learning how to get over and learning how to wrestle is, is I think is more important than trying to sell the one t-shirt. But right. um, I, I think that's something, I don't know if it's a little lost, but you know, you see people running, you know, having one match and selling a whole flea market where it's like, <laughs> no one's going to buy it unless they know you and, and you're right. good. And right. you don't get yeah. good if, you know, by just by running to the merch table and not, you know, pouring it all into wrestling. No, I agree with that hundred percent. You listening to that Husvar? Oh yeah. No, I, I, it's something, um, that they, they definitely teach us, um, you know, kind of worry about like everything you said, worry about actually the skill and being good at wrestling before anything else comes, you know, it, it'll come, you know, if, if people see that you're working hard and you know, you're good at what you do, they're going to want to meet you and they're going to want to, you know, buy your merch. Are you training at creative pro? I am. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, it's an, it's an addiction. It's just like <laughs> I, I knew, like, as soon as I, I went that first day in the opening house, I was like, I, I feel like you, you click, you know, you click in yeah. that spot. And I listen, I, I've done so much in my career, but like, I still have romantic memories of driving the highway, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday and mm-hmm. waiting for the door open. And I think about it now. It's like, there is no way. I could do that, <laughs> you know, but also I, I'm older and I've been through 25 years of wrestling, but, sure. but definitely like those early, those early years of just like, you know, the camaraderie and learning it all. And just the idea of something new that you don't know. And like, yeah, I love the idea of like your brain. Um, it's just like, does, does like, for me, it was like, I knew I needed to know this information and I knew I didn't know it. And I knew someone was going to teach me it. And that made me very excited, especially as someone who really hated school so much, you know, like, and, and my parents were always like, you know, if you studied this, like what you study your PWIs or the way, you know, all the wrestlers. And so I think at that point I was like, well, it was meant to be like, cause I do love education when suited to me and years later, you know, you learn that, that like, you know, with ADHD and I, you know, I just don't gather information by lecture or by reading, you know, I gather by, you know, kind of audio or, uh, you know, or, or other presentations. So, but I also knew that like, I love learning about wrestling. So, uh, good for you. Yeah. I, I love Thank my you. days of training too. Yeah. It's, and, and like you said, I, I drive, you know, I, I come from Connecticut, so I, I drive, you know, to Long Island, it's about a two and a half hour drive. So, Ooh-wee. you know, I, oh Yeah. But um, but it gives me time to like kind of, like, just have time to myself, like, cause I'm doing a million things, you know, every day. So it gives me time to myself. I get to like get to just listen to podcasts or music while I'm driving there, and then you know, once I get there, I get to do something I love. So I remember my drive was like 25 or 30 minutes, and I would be like, I like this is my dedication to the. Can you believe it? <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> You know, like me and Mick Foley, we would drive all this time to, like, you know, you read from his book and he drives so long. Yeah. And, like, 25 minutes is, like, yeah. so easy for a rest. Like, people dream. That's not even enough oh, yeah. time for pre-workouts <laughs> to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then you have, you know, 
people like Britt Baker, I know she, you know, used to go to dental school, then go to, you know, back and forth and everything. So it kind of, that, you know, inspires me to be like, oh, you know, if she could do that, she could go to dental school here, here, and here. I could do a two hour, you know, two hour drive and get there. And remember me, I drove a whole 25 minutes. Yes. Yes. Please. (laughs) He's got to put the hard work in. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully Uh, all the shows I do that are local are 20 minutes away. Well, actually, hopefully they're all over the place. Well, yeah, of course. That means you're, you know, getting known. Uh, but yeah, you, know, so, you know, you brought up like the micro brawlers and and you know with the major wrestling figure podcast and and starting like their own figures and stuff. You know, you've got your your major there band he is yeah with the yeah. with the FWF titles. By the way, Cold two straps right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, Look at that the FWF exclusive too. Yeah. Nice. So you're a little older. Was was the bendies or the bendums a thing for you? Or yeah, I I I I had a couple of them though. Like okay. those were definitely ones that I did have towards the end. I, what when did they come out? If I was to guess, ninety one, ninety two. Oh, oh yeah, ninety. Early was like right after the Hasbro's, right before the yeah. um, Jacks. Okay, uh, so that would that would have made me fifteen. Okay. And I remember I had a Razor Ramon, and mm-hmm. was there a Vader one? Yep. Yes. I'm pretty, yes. Yeah. Pretty yeah, sure. Okay, that, which lines up perfectly. Oh, my God, I'm going to show you this. Because <laughs> Vader was my favorite. And uh, this is just happens to be on my floor. This is from when I played high school baseball. I made oh, a, wow. a Vader <laughs> ball. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's incredible. I would, like always, a I would always look at the baseball and, like, this is how big of the, that hair. we're all obsessed with wrestling, right? The <laughs> seams of hair. the baseball was his hair. It's yeah. so good. It's yeah. so good. Wow. Like, that's I what I looked. It. I loved wrestling so much when I was playing baseball. That's what I would be like. Oh, look at Vader hair. So I was like, I'm going to make a Vader ball. And I still have it here. That's okay. Okay. That's so cool. I love that. I, 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 I don't know. Anybody that either. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> anything about like legend deals and all of that, but, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees has made some Vader stuff recently, mm-hmm. and they make their version of Mad Balls. Oh, yeah. I think Based you should put it in you, the you, ear. You got the prototype, dude. Yeah, you got the prototype. To get an official Vader. All right, I'm going to bring it on um, on our Whatnot tomorrow, and I'll show Ryan on stream, and we'll try yes. to get everyone on it. Yes. I'm going to put it in my Whatnot bag right now. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good that's luck awesome. in that. I hope it happens. That'd be that'd be yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. From prototype to you know real deal, what thirty? <laughs> and then, then we can we can bump years later, and sign it later. Twenty five, thirty. I don't know math. So moving on. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Steiner. Yeah, um, but no, I just I I think it's uh, you know nostalgia is such a a thing, and I don't look at that as like a bad word like so many do, but it's such know. a big thing right now, and and like you get. You know, to have like a figure made of, of oh, your. Well, so here's the thing. Yes. Those big rubber guys. I was going to say. That's what you really want. <laughs> that's your, your wheelhouse. Because I'll tell you what, Matt, years ago, maybe two, three or four years ago, Matt, I was like, Matt, who, who can make me an LJN custom? That's like perfect. And he gave me a guy and I DM the guy and the guy was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then he just ghosted me, this guy. <sighs> The customs guy and i was like yeah because i was ready yeah. to pull the trigger on it right and he ghosted me and this was like i don't know like i'm not saying i'm some big deal but how many wrestlers are fucking hitting you like if you're that's your gig <laughs> right right the guy that customs your ljns right, right. sit in the so um <laughs> wow. i'm super excited about that 
listen, I, I'm gonna. I've already bugged Kinnick about Kinnick about it, but um, you know, also I don't want like I understand the idea of like flooding the market with Colt stuff. Uh, who knows how much it's wanted, but I want it so bad. Um, but just the idea that they're coming out when when that popped up, I think they showed me at WrestleCon, like it because they kept it a secret so well. I don't know from you guys too, but they kept. Uh, it a, yeah, I knew. You knew, okay. <laughs> I'm part of the team, though. Yeah, so. fair enough, fair enough. Um, but at Live 2000 <laughs> in in Los Angeles, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. weekend, yeah. Yep. But like, yep. I think before the show, they had showed me two, and sure. I was, it was just like my eyes and the nostalgia just hit me so mm. much, and I, uh, it's so beautiful. I, that's what I grew up on. LJNs. I have the memory of like literally the first line when I was probably four or five, like going into Walgreens and seeing constantly seeing the uh, you know the hulk and the andre they were just everywhere uh there were so many of them you know like oh, yeah. <laughs> in package just at you know there was just so much yellow and red just at every toy store ever um <laughs> and i've talked about that with brian like when in chicago when starting lineups you know they just all they had oh, were the man. white socks and the cubs like right you just go into toys R Us like hoping to get somebody else but like they just thought all you wanted was you know, Brian Sandberg and Andre Dawson. Yeah. yeah. And it just <laughs> seemed like all they had was Hulk Hogan. It was like, you know, and I remember like, just, they would always just have the same, same ones. And one time we went into Toys R Us and Coco Beware was there. And I was like, you know, I was just like, <laughs> oh my, you know, it's usually just Brutus Beefcake or, you know, or whatever, who was yeah, right. on that line, you know, and <laughs> for some reason they had like one Coco Beware. Uh, and it was, you know, that's the day I remember is like greatness in my mind. <laughs> and so I love the LGNs, uh, just the idea of them. That's what I grew up on. And um, and for big rubber guys to be around, I think it's so cool. And, and you know, I it's just I didn't even think to, like, make the other demolition. Like these guys, they get it. I mean, you guys all get it. You're all in the community. And so, you know, I'm like an outsider casual, maybe more than a casual. But like, yeah, that's great. Like fucking that's great and i know everyone's making the has like the dino bravo like from zombie sailor mm -hmm. like the ones that we all wanted so mm -hmm. uh this is cool for me the the big rubber guys of like the ones that i would have wanted and um it's exciting and so that's the nostalgia for me is the is the ljn and the rubber guys well and that's even how you ended the the pay-per-view the other day you know you're <laughs> like hey everybody make sure you support big rubber guys it's like you're yeah i i, I get it now you're really pushing for like hey if there's if there's a place for Colt, I'm ready. Yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, so if you had the chance to to have it, uh, which gear would you use? Would you go with hmm. this one? Would you want different gear? Would you would you want your new uh, relaxed yeah, fit gear yeah, or the single the classic single? Classic. Is, yeah, yeah, that one that one that's like on my AEW promos that I debuted and I, I really like that one. Okay, I, I would like. No, I guess like an SD Jones. Like I'd like the head. I don't. The I was head gonna say head like Jones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's interesting because I don't want to wear the. Ja I usually wear jacket and headband together. Well, what if you could do a removable headband? That's what did, I don't think they had that. Did they? Did anyone have they, that? In they LTM? didn't. Not but you could that. have like a cloth one though. You know, like it is an accessory. Well, right. Some did had L accessories, but, but LJN didn't have. They didn't have those. Yes, they did. Well, right, a Terry yeah, Funk brand. Yeah. But I feel like if I had an object, maybe a podcast recorder. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a clothing. I am, I am sewing yeah. kit. <laughs> yeah, they didn't yeah. have clothing options right. or whatever, but yeah. Um, I think it would be, yeah, singlet with with the Cabanorama headband on, 
Mm. Just melted on like SD yeah. Jones, I think. Okay. Specific pose that you want? Oh. Oh, I would I would guess Mr. Wonderful, because I that's what I do in my on the <laughs> Okay. On the billboards, right? Sure. Is there were there ones that were more like directly like this? Ken Patera? Uh, Maybe Ken Patera. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'm not uh even close to an expert on LJN type. You don't stuff. even know the Ken Patera well, pose. Uh, yeah, I know it, but like I don't. <laughs> I know the name you all Ken the Patera? people that was oh that had one. Well, like a Big John stud. You know, you could do like a. No, I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm like I want exactly Ken Patera. Ken Patera. Yes. All right, there you go. <laughs> well, and and after uh, we're uh, done yes. hanging out with you, we're we're actually going to bring Canic on. So. Oh, I thought you were going to bring on Ken Patera. Uh, we're going to bring on Ken Patera. Yeah, that's no. actually perfect. <laughs> perfect, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. yeah the singlet, that's, just move the weight belt up to the head. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that would be great. I, you know, I don't know what those plans are. I'm not in those discussions, but it would be very cool to see uh, that happen for you. I'll Thank nudge Canik a little bit. Too. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, I wanna, so I was just going to say, I want just Colt figure anything i need something for my you know i got the bendy now but i I want a little poseable action you know let's do it yeah one day hopefully yeah maybe uh maybe one day you can get a, a custom one husfar where you know he's pouring the uh, pbr down <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's well, what the, you need one of the biggest ones i want is your match against uh matt with brody and um from aw with the purple you know the purple dark order gear that's you know because I I have Matt's gear from that, and then I have the the towel from you. I th- I think it was from that match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So nice. you know that match holds a special place to me. You know, especially with with Brody as well. Um. So that's that's what I would want personally for for me. That I think that's a variant. I think my Dark Order stuff is yes. variants. Yes, but <laughs> yes. yeah, I agree. Um. What uh? What what do you think about being able to work with with Brody? I mean, you know, these are going to be the standard answers of, uh, but it's true. (laughs) You know, he was just one of the dudes, like he was a great dude. Um, and it was, it's pretty fun that like, I'm very grateful, you know, that we were, we were so, cause we were, you know, we were pitching this program and we were going into it and then it kind of got like diffused because of, cause Cody needed somebody to work with. So, Mm. but you know, we both wanted it to happen. And so, you know, the blessing of that, you know, I guess is like we were in constant contact and always texting ideas and like always, you know, so like, you know, the, you know, no one knew that obviously this stuff's going to fucking happen. And so um, just for that to be able for me to be able to have those like constant contact and, and phone calls with him yeah. that I had never had before, you know, but we were so interested in like doing business and wrestling and, and being able to do something because, I think at that point he had lost to Moxley, so he was frustrated about doing nothing, and uh, not you know I wasn't doing anything, and so I loved the idea that I could you know I could be the filler. You know that was my pitch to him. Is like let me be the filler that just loses to you, so you can then like be long enough away from Moxley that you can then move on back to the main event kind of. Yeah. And um, you know it didn't happen, but like we still were able to talk and um, and you know again he was. You know the term, just one of the boys, and uh, he was, he is, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful to spend a lot of time with him in his uh, last days. Yeah, oh, very nice to hear. 
And the little, the little Brody shit is so great. Mm. <laughs> Dude. I love it. I mean, looking, you know, even as it was happening, like, it's so sad, but I'm just like, oh, my God, these these are such memorable days. And like, like even in Jacksonville, when he would run to the ring and cane people, like, it's just like, this is history kind of, you right. know, and like, you know, even if it's just for him, it's just like, they were, you, you knew they were, they were memorable and he's, he's so fun. And um, I love that. Like that came out of it that we, you right. know, that he was able to have such a, uh, uh, you know, just a better relationship with wrestling and wrestlers. And, and who knew, who knows if like, that relationship with pro wrestling would be as strong if, you know, if that hadn't happened. And obviously, you know, we, that's not what we wanted to happen, but um, I think, you know, coming out of it, you know, it's at least a positive for him. Yeah. If there's anything good that can come from it is, is yeah, that his son, you know, gets to, you know, live on that legacy. And, and it seems like so many of, of, you know, the wrestlers enjoy his presence. And, you know, I, I remember there was a video, I don't know what it was, some, some sort of, a party or something that you know Adam Cole you know was in WWE at the time and and there's video of uh you know little Brody giving him a like a tilt a whirl or whatever <laughs> like on the dance floor and, and it's like it, it's just cool to see everybody embrace him as much as they have and he gets to kind of you know live this dream and and have happy moments for sure from it Especially like the, you know, the last Orlando live show, seeing the line he had for people to meet him and get them to sign. Oh, that's right. You know, he was on the Yeah. Yeah. It was Sammy. Um, and that was just so cool. Yeah. So cool to see, you know, and, and you could tell with him, he was so excited and, yeah. you know, he loved it. So I, I love to see it. Uh, speaking of live shows, you know, you've you've done several major pod live shows and and being part of FWF and yeah, you know, obviously, you know, when you when you started meeting Matt and Brian, you know, did you think like, oh, like we are we're gonna be friends? You like, you know, fifteen, ten, fifteen years later, and we're gonna be doing these shows together. Obviously not, but like, it's cool that those relationships well. stayed going and and you guys are involved in this kind of stuff together. Well, the, the, these, I mean, they were my, probably my closest friends off the bat in OVW. So right away, like we had a bond and a friendship, but I'm glad that it's gone mm -hmm. all these years. You know what I'm saying? That it hasn't gone away. Also, you know, I was there in the very, very early years of like, you know, these friendships with these kids that were 21, 22. And I watched Matt buy on eBay a full set of LJN mm -hmm. when we were making $500 a week going like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then them like him, like pulling up wrestling figs for message board or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, and it was a whole new world to me. And I'm just like, and I saw the obsession and then fast forward to where like I get into this, I start this podcast, uh, you know, in my obsession is kind of like understanding the minds of the wrestlers and why they do what they do. And so, um, and, uh, so like I knew how much they love and how deep they were into the wrestling community, the figure community. And so, um, I think it is like, it, it was meant to be that they figured out like how to make their own community for this community that they were so into because they were, I mean, they were like on pay-per-views, but like, you know, like typing into the message board is like fans of like figures. And it's like, you guys are, 
on the top of the industry. What do you like? You need, you know, like, like you should be leading the charge kind of. And, um, it's, and so it does make sense. Like, you know, you said like, would you, could you have seen this? And like, yeah, like, I think that's all mapped out to where it, where it should be. And, um, you know, like I, you know, not if I help pave the way, the way of the podcast, but also I think I gave them their first podcast equipment to, Mm -hmm. you know, I gave my old podcast equipment to them. I think to Pat and Pat gave yeah. it to them. And so, um, you know, and any questions and even early on when they didn't have questions, I would be texting Sterling and being like, yo, you got to do this. Yo, you got to do that. Um, just cause I wanted to see them thrive so much. So it's, it makes me so happy how good they're doing. And, um, and I say that because, uh, I, you know, I, I, be- I believe that their love is true and like, they're not doing this to like, Right. Like, I, you know, I remember my early days of the podcast and it was just like I wasn't trying to make money. I just, you know, I was just doing it. And all of a sudden it like became lucrative. And I think that's like, you know, it, it's hard to do. But like, I think it's a good um, equation, you know, is yeah. that you're doing something and you love it and you're into it. And then like, yeah, the money comes and yes, you take advantage of it and they're doing that. But, uh, you know, it all stems from just yeah. a love of wrestling figures. So, yeah. And that that initial takeoff like you said you know it's 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 not a like if you're in it for the wrong reasons and that goes with anything in life you're gonna fail you know or it's not gonna work out the way you planned anyway um but you know like for example the three of us we just literally just did this just because we had a bond a friendship and that's all it was and from a contest just, yeah yeah, we, yeah well yeah but uh you know but it was just one of those things like we we did this to just start off just to hang out and, and talk about the major wrestling figure podcast every week. And it, it turned into this, I mean, what are we at? Like 130 episodes now, I think something like that, you know, yeah, and it's just a week. It's crazy. You know, we've never missed a week and it's just, it's, it's still fun. It's still exciting. And you know, yeah, we make a couple bucks here and there. I mean, but it's not like, it, that's not why we're here. You know, we're here because we, we love what we do and we get to just hang out and shoot the shit every week, you know? And it's, as long as that uh, equation doesn't change, then everything's fine, you know. Well, and and you know, speaking of you know what we do, and you know, our bread and butter is interviewing major marks from the community, and you know, you brought up, you know, you kind of in a way gave them a platform. You know, you had Matt on your show, hmm. yeah. and one of the the questions uh, that we ask major marks is how did you get into the major wrestling fo- uh, figure podcast? What was that thing that led you to it? And a lot of times people say, well, I heard him on Colt Cabana's show. Mm-hmm. So you are uh, deep, you know, yeah. within, you know, the, the creation of, you know, this, this and show. Yeah. Yeah. I, for, I guess I forgot to say, like, as you were saying, like the question before was, yeah, did you see this happening? Right. That was the other thing. It was like 2011, I was like, you guys got, you both got to tell this story, you know, of, of hiding the the figures that, (laughs) um, and so, yeah, you know, like I knew like, you know, that was like my, my marquee podcast, you know, question. Like I knew that would be the chunk of it. It's just that, you know, so, um, of course. Yeah. But that makes me, that makes me feel good. And I'm glad. And that was the whole point of my podcast was, uh, was to promote these guys that no one would know about, you know, yeah. like they, they were just too, you know, they were the edgeheads or whatever they were. Um, and it was just like, I, you know, there's such a story to everybody. Everyone's got a story. Right. And in WWE at the time, like nobody knew these people's story. Nobody knew Gallows was a maniac like he is, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> it 
And, uh, you know, from being around and that was the, the thing is I had been around, I had been in, on all these shows everywhere, you know, that's what I did. And so I made these connections with these wrestlers who I knew were great people. And I like sadly knew that like, although they were, these wrestlers were living their dreams and make a lot of money. Like the, whoever was promoting them sometimes didn't promote the best parts of them, right. uh, because sometimes the promoters didn't know the best parts of them. And it was something that I was specific to my heart because I knew as Scotty Goldman, I knew that Johnny Ace had no clue about me. And I like my whole spiel was always like, you got to get to know me and you'd like me and then you'd push me. But nobody in WWE ever took the time to know me or, or get to know me or, you know, know who I was as a person. They just saw whatever they saw. And that's why my career really didn't last that long there. Um, and so, you know, like I always wish somebody would just know me a little better. And then, and that's kind of, I guess, you know, a lot of that spirit came out in my podcast is, wanting fans to know these wrestlers in a different way yeah yeah i mean man and i you know because the show you know uh isn't you know the art of wrestling isn't really much of a thing anymore right right yeah you know so it, it's it's kind of been a little while since i've thought about it but as you're discussing that like it it really brought me back to listening to the show back then and like you know case in point being like this huge fan of Zack Ryder. And seeing, you know, his his YouTube show and all this potential that you knew he had and creativity that wasn't always being shown. Like when he got to come on your show, it's like, yes, like I get to learn something about this guy and and so many others. So, you know, I know that you've heard all of this stuff so much. And but thank you (laughs) for providing that platform for, for wrestlers to either learn about that you that you knew who they were or didn't know who they were but you just wanted to to get you know content and and so i don't yeah. know well as, as much as you you know it did for you it did for me also so it's it was it was a two-way street and yeah. not not you specifically but you know no, i know <laughs> me thank you <laughs> thanks bill <laughs> <laughs> and um, then i of course well i'll answer your question i guess um they said they were starting a podcast and then I was like, Oh, well, I want to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> so that's how I heard about it. <laughs> but you know, not, it's not every, to their credit. It's, you know, a lot of times, well, first of all, a lot of times I won't even listen to these podcasts that the, you know, wrestler started just cause there was, it just seems like there was no specific, like, what is this? It's just filling time because they, they thought they could make money because podcasts right. were hot, right. but I knew their passion for, wrestling figures i have a little itch myself with ljn's you know like and there's information that i always kind of wanted to know so like it's you know it's kept me around and i'm pretty sure i've listened to every episode ever you know like i listen every week so it's kept me around and they do a a wonderful job and um you know i you know obviously brian and matt but also uh smart mark too and and, and their whole team that they have surrounding them them out which is something it's something i've also been jealous of too is because when i was doing the art of wrestling i just I didn't ask for help and um, it, to a fault of my own and, or, or when p- so many people offered help and I always said no. And that's like my own control issues. Right. Um, but you know, I, it's so cool that there's so many different people helping, uh, you know, uh, and what, and whatever, in all the ways that they do. And so um, I think that's probably, you know, one of the huge keys to their success um, is initially right away, you know, smart smart mark taking on that role and then you know ttd and everybody and then it's just a whole everyone comes out of the fucking woodworks <laughs> and, um, amazing 
you know. Right. Well, you know, we we actually have one of them right now. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, you know, Canic, a big, big part of, you know, the team and making sure a lot of that stuff happens uh, behind the scenes. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a nice team that, that, you know, the guys have put together. Actually, Cole Cabana's podcast got me into podcasts. I just needed something to listen to while I was at a dead end job. <laughs> and I was like wrestling and like his comedy and everything and just like I was like this is actually really entertaining to listen to and then I kind of just like explored into other people's podcasts once you fast forwarded through the first 10 minutes right <laughs> only Jake like, I catch up he's <laughs> in hit home with him he's, he's sitting there like wait what's going on <laughs> it was the, the ads right yeah yeah just my opening yeah, spiel like, no yeah you know from yeah, the yeah, studio yeah. Apartment. <laughs> um, now, you know, Colt, we won't, you know, keep you too much longer. And we do very much thank you for your time. But, uh, you know, we said that we would bring this up. Now, Canic. Canic. Mm. You know, well, don't panic. It's Canic. It's Canic. You want to yes, set I, the record straight? Yes, I Canic. It's Canic. <laughs> um, it, real quick, I just, I got to say, I, I, I have to call you Kanicki. Because that's what I was first well, introduced to yeah. you as. So it's just like the Undertaker. I can't call him Mark. You know what I mean? Not that I'm ever going to talk to him. <laughs> anyway, you can but... call Knick Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Fair. we have these these major bendies of Colt, and and Colt is very happy with these. Very. He's proud of them. But the 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 big mm. rubber guys is is his dream. I mean, I know a guy. We could probably do it, but he is. Is that, is that me? I mean, well, yeah, you've got, yeah, you, you want know, to the, you want be in the demolition. <laughs> you've got the makeup. I wish I had a chest like Bill Eadie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just use the same mold. <laughs> Please. You want a mask too? I, Matt Classic might want a mask, which is actually Bill Eadie's mask. He's <laughs> the mask superstar. <laughs> Funny. Shh, I think we can, get, we can get you a big rubber guy. We spoke about it. Uh, you were probably one of the first people to know about us doing it. Um, we we spoke about it. At yeah, we had all these conversations at WrestleCon, uh, yeah. you know, for Live 2000 and WrestleMania weekend and all that. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. busted out in that giant glass case <laughs> that you were displaying right now for Billy for us, uh, Axe. Um, no. I just, I thought it was a, a thing of beauty when I saw it. Just a thing of beauty. I really did. You should be. I, I know you're proud of yourself because that's who you are, but. You should be proud of yourself. Thank you. I am proud of myself. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Uh, but no, we, we actually, I remember you getting the Haku um, at last year's WrestleCon, not this year's. Right. And I, that's around the time that I was pitching the idea to the guys and Matt kept on saying, no, let's focus on one thing at a time. And um yeah, but That's if, we, all if, if we've learned anything from Hassle Toys, like it's not, you know, until I see it, you know, like, uh, I, you know, like when you showed it to me, like you could say we're making these all day. But, uh, you know, when I saw the the, the right. Cardona, it was just like, like it really it took me back, dude. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. And I don't mean like took like took me back in like it in terms of like nostalgia, like it like took my breath away you know it was just jeez like, it was beautiful i think it's so cool yeah. yeah we um we have the lineup all set up for 
the remaining of the year and going into 2024. Yeah, um, I, I thought making the big bully music was weird, but if you want to do it, like, <laughs> I guess. But I didn't spoil that, did I? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Matt's going to be upset about me. I'm giving out all the secrets. <laughs> Has anybody made jumping bomb angel figures? Who? <laughs> jumping bomb angels? You don't even know, Billy. I, I don't know. Man, I'm showing my age. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody made uh, Luthez figures? <laughs> well, no, but there is a no. Luthez action in some figures. <laughs> the <press. laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> man. Um, Colt, uh, before we let you go, um, it would be remiss if we didn't bring it up. You know, a, a big staple within the major wrestling figure podcast community, friend of the show, is uh, Mary Kate Anthony. Hey. And you've, uh, you know, known her for a long time, ROH days. Uh, you know, any any fun stories and parting words to, to tell about uh, old Mary Kate before we say I goodbye? I mean, just, just she's like, part of those memories of just going to the Murphy rec center and, you know, a kid from Chicago, like trying to make it, you know, the East coast was where everyone was talking about wrestling, not the Midwest at that time in the early two thousands, late nineties. And so um, it was kind of like, I was, it's kind of cool to be like, Oh, this is a girl who's been, you know, she was at all the ECW shows and she's a photographer and like she had a lot, she had a lot and was a part of a lot of history too. So um, as a history kind of nerd myself, who's very romantic about wrestling and especially independent wrestling, just to hear, you know, the stories like, you know, from her and like, you know, like, like who she, who she been around and the different wrestlers she's been around and knows like um, it was really cool. And uh, it's like one of the things I, you know, she's one of the people like I think about, like, as I started to travel into a different, you know, the East Coast, you think about, you know, I don't know, Mary Kate and Brandy from PWI. And just, you know, these are like the people that just spike up in your head of like sure. who you got to meet. And uh, and she's made, um, I'm trying to think of, a, all right, I'll give you one, I guess not story, but hmm. I remember I wanted, uh, and this is for the card marks out there. Uh, I wanted a different eight by 10. So she made me, uh, I had like an ROH came out with like baseball jerseys. And so I brought a baseball bat and I put fuck face on the bottom. <laughs> and she made me an eight by 10 that looked like a 1987 tops baseball card. Oh, nice. And so, you know, that was her. She knew how to do Photoshop before anyone yeah. I knew knew how to do it. Yeah. And, um, and she was the photographer. So it kind of all yeah. worked out. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. Well, Colt, thank you again for for being willing to do this, and yeah. thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. you. Got it. Yeah. Appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you. And uh, remember, every Tuesday at five thirty Central, we do uh, pwtlive.com, which uh, you know I want. I I recommend it. I know that the major the major boys do it at five thirty uh, Central time on Monday. So I was like, well, let's do it at five thirty Central time on Tuesday. So. Uh, everyone's familiar, so we could just milk off of their fans. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like PWT, like we have the warehouse and we have all this stuff. So there's, and, and you know, it's with AEW. So there's always a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And um, if you want to watch me on Twitch, play uh, Fortnite and Fall Guys, twitch.tv slash Cole Cabana. And I, you know, there's not a lot, you know, one day I'll jump back into podcasting. I tried with Wrestling Anonymous. And again, I think it, a lot of it was just me trying to do it to myself. Um, 
and I, you know, I, and then I tried to kind of reach out to a partner and it kind of didn't work out. So one day I'll forge back into podcasting once I find the right thing for myself uh, or I'll forge into something uh, even, you know, I don't, we don't even know yet that maybe isn't podcasting or something else, but you never know with me. I'm always trying to innovate and, um, and I just appreciate uh, what Matt Bryan and uh, Smart Mark are doing. I appreciate you guys and I appreciate the community and uh, thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. All right. We will talk to you another time. For Cole Cabana, I'm Cole Cabana. <laughs> well, Canick, welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Of course. Long time no <clears throat> see. I was just, uh, <laughs> yeah, we saw each other. Mackenzie Mania. Yeah. Insane. Um, I'm not sure if you had the chicken tenders, but they were delicious. Oh, dude, I did. I, I didn't get to eat them <laughs> until I got home, but they were incredible. They were like uh, Frosted Flake. Yeah. Were, um, oh, you know, I saw a menu or something listed somewhere. And yes. I was like, wait, Frosted Flake? Like, dude, they're coated so chicken good. tenders? Like, that yeah. sounds good. It was delicious. Um, but yeah, uh, Mackenzie Mania, we saw each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. And then I came back um, and I just started working on Bendy's. Uh, just saw some finished samples for the Paracon, and those are finishing. We'll go into production this week. We'll finish up next week, and then ship, and then it's going straight to Ohio. Um, but the big thing now is uh, Big Webber guys. Uh, got yeah, Matt, got Brian. These are the um, unfinished painted prototypes because they don't have eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gave the guys all the other prototypes. I think I'm going to keep these because I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> the possessed versions. Yeah. Um, um, and those should be in hand um, any day now. Uh, those are on the boat. Um, so once we have them, I've gotten the measurements for everything I need for boxes and bubble wrap. And I might just start making boxes in advance so that once they are here, I can just drop them in and tape them up, yeah. put a shipping label, and boom. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh... Very excited about these. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've we've been lucky to to see them, you know, at Live 2000, mm-hmm. and then we got to see them again at uh, FWF Live Five, and just you know, seeing the progress and and you know all of this stuff, uh, and how excited people are online, but like especially seeing. You know, like Colt's reaction or other people's mm. reaction when they yeah. hold them and they're just like, wow, this is like really, really close to be yeah. that original feeling uh, of the figure itself. Um, it just. We went, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Um, we went through um, four different um, prototypes of the actual material. So actually, the first one we got was hard. And it wasn't the correct size of an LJN. It was more of um, a WC, WCW um, just toys, or not just toys. Uh, 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 original San Francisco. San Francisco original. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, so it was like that. It, it felt like that. And I didn't want that. The guys didn't want that. So... Um, we had to look at our design on the the 3D design and see if it was in the 3D design or is the factory just not getting it right. Um, and it was a little bit of both. Hmm. So um, I, what I did was I just bought a bunch of 
LJNs from uh, a toy show here in New Jersey for five bucks a piece. And I just shipped them to China. And I said, this is what we're trying to achieve. Can you get get it down to this? And um, then they got it down to the correct size, but the material still wasn't right. And we we went through the material a few times. Um, The second to the last one, um, the guys were really happy. They were, like, amazed. I'm like, it still doesn't feel like an LJN to me. And um, I'm like, I think I got the right rubber now. And... The one that we showed off at the live show when we announced it was the second to last um, prototype. Rubber sample. Yeah. Rubber sample. The one I received after that is the one that we're going with because it's it's soft. It's that's LJN yeah. style. Nice. That's and I don't I don't know if that had been mentioned or not. I. I or if I forgot, I feel like it's new information to me, at least, you know, about the sending, you know, the, yeah, the LJNs the to, ones, yeah. you know, I, man, I, I think that's really cool. <laughs> Just like, you know what? Here's the simplest thing to do. Play with these yeah. <laughs> figures, feel them. That's what I'm looking say for. Say their right. scale. And, and that's what we need. Like, it's such a simple thing. But like it's really smart. Like that's the way it really should be done. It's reverse engineered. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even reverse engineered because it's made completely different from how an LJN is. Is. Um, and it's just that's how figures are made now. And what was done before in the '80s, you can't duplicate it now because um, it costs so much money to do it, especially at a, such a low one that we're doing it at. So it's different ways of doing it. So, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a hybrid of what Jazzwiz is doing right now um, with theirs. But I think ours is much closer to the actual LJN style from the 80s. Right. Yeah. But, uh, in, yeah. In like every way. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, right. and, you know, we will do the – we'll pay homage to, like, the actual poses of – what was what they had or what was should have been or you know other things um but we want we want to create our own poses because we are our own company our own style um but we just want to still have that feeling look of what was going on in the 80s definitely yeah and you know i i think it's cool like uh i you know obviously you can answer this question i'm assuming you know that the first matt and brian you know, they probably picked their poses based off of the right. figures they wanted to be emulating. Yeah. And I think that's um, really cool too. Like we talked about, you know, with Colt earlier, um, you know, he, he, he wants, he, you know, uh, fantasy booking his own LJN style. He wants that Ken Patera, um, you know, maybe yeah. a, a headband, you know, and, um, but, uh, you know, so it's neat that you have that option, yeah. but then also, uh, you know, you start moving into other legends or or whatever in the future. Like they don't necessarily need to be based off of an right. older figure. They right. can get they their can... own pose. Right. Yep, yep. And you know, if time comes and we end up signing someone that already has an LJN figure, mm-hmm. and we redo it. We don't want it to be the same exact pose. No, it has to be a completely different (laughs) pose. Yeah, you you want a different gear. You know, you want it to. You want to differentiate. Like you want to, you know, appreciate 
the nostalgia and like you know yeah we you know we honor that but like this is the this is our version of it and like you know something yeah. really different that you need to have for your collection you know exactly right and we want to we want to be our own brand so there's that and then also yeah. do you really want I'm going to just say Hulk Hogan because sure. there's no way. We're going to <laughs> I, I was thinking the same to- thing yeah. in my <laughs> mind. Yeah, <laughs> There's no way we could sign a Hulk Hogan right now. But um, <laughs> if we did sign Hulk Hogan, do you want that same exact pose? Like, come on. You want like a cool new pose. I Dude, I would cool look like stages. a 92 Hogan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hot dog tan, Hulk rules, bandana, yellow trunk, you know, something like that would be badass. Yeah, because when did yeah. LJN's end? 89. 89. So yeah, you want what he could have got later. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's funny, LJN's ended at eighty nine. I was born in eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So now it took me, me to <laughs> be an adult to continue it on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're bridging the gap, dude. You're like, one day you know? I'm gonna be <laughs> I don't oh, know why you're drinking some Tabasco oh. sauce but <laughs> black oh, label my own. Black label. Oh, I thought that my was liquor like store some, didn't uh, have full-size bottle. I've never even seen that bottle. I thought that was like a like a cooking oil bottle. <laughs> like olive I mean, oil. Vegetable yeah. oil. <laughs> it burns the insides both ways, right? Yeah. <laughs> In and out. Yikers. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm, that's how to take today off. An- another thing, like, I, I feel like these, you know, the big rubber guys are going to do is you know, like whenever Matt and Brian do the, you know, the Christmas uh, video showcasing the series, it's going to make people want to go back and get, you know, the old ones to to be able to, you know, fe- you know, have a match with your Cardona yeah. or Myers or, or Demolition. Like, you know, with, um, you know, rest in peace with Iron Sheik um, passing away. Yeah. Um, what was it last week? Um you know, I I never had a chance to get his LJN, but it's something I want for my collection because I love you know I loved him growing up. So now I you know I want to get a, a, an Iron Sheik and you know display him with everything together. So I I feel like the big rubber guys will also help you know have people go back and be like oh you know I want this to go with this because it looks you know cool well to and you know perfect example you know I like I've said I'm I'm not. I'm not not I don't have anything against LJNs. I just mm-hmm. that was not my Wheelhouse. for me specifically, that was right. not my go-to for wrestling figures right. when I started watching wrestling. Um so LJNs was never a thing for me, but with you know all the talk of of the big rubber guys, you know, coming out and you know I'm a big fan of George the Animal Steel and I never had mm. one of his figures and I was like, you know what? Like let me let me look into the George, you know, LJN and yeah. and luckily it's one of the ones that's not super expensive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like other than one little thing, perfect shape. So like I can nicely display that alongside my big rubber guys and that excites me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um a funny story is I was buying up cuz I've had this idea for a while. Um and I knew we were eventually going to do it. I was just buying up LJNs every time I saw them in good shape at a good price at a flea market or at a convention or if someone posted on the Facebook group. And um, someone noticed what I was doing and called me out on it on no the Facebook way. group. And I just ignored it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I got to cool down on this. That's funny. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
because I did the same thing with the bendums when we were doing the bendies. I was buying up all the bendums mm-hmm. because um, one, I wanted to have the full collection to display with my bendies, and two, I I needed samples for us to like explain things to TTD. So it's like, um, like Nick Gage is um, based off of like the big bossman of his nightstick. So like that's how we got it like you know you could have accessories with the bendies because that's what the bendums did mm-hmm. that's right. yeah i'll snow with head yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. wow so let's see you're also you know you're not just working on big rubber guys you're working no, on i have my own site now Yes. Panics merch. Yes. Yeah. Literally building a brand behind <laughs> mattsback.com. I own the domain. <laughs> he owns Type the domain. It, it exists. <laughs> Goes to my site. Um, doing limited drops. Uh, so we got nice. Indie God shorts. Oh, I need to order my pair still. Sick. It's uh, based off of the gear that uh, Matt actually wears. Mm-hmm. Um, and very easy to confirm that it's exactly what Matt wears because I just stole the documents from the figure that we made. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and TTD, I believe, designed it. Or, uh, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, don't quote me on that one, but um, yeah, we have all the documents, so it's easy for me to... It might have been... <laughs> I think it might have been Ecto... Yeah. It might have been Ecto Cooler. So, um, but we have the documents because we made the figures. Right. I just pulled everything out and I was like, oh, I could just easily uh-huh. design this. Mm-hmm. And um, I showed it to Matt and, you know, I, well, I explained to Matt what I wanted to do. And uh, he was all for it. Um, he just said, you know, make sure it doesn't get in the way of big rubber guys and bendies. And I said, it won't because, um, you know, I, this is bendies and big rubber guys is now my full time job. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I'm no longer with uh, Zavi, so you know, uh, full circle here. Yeah, you were on our podcast when mm-hmm. you were leaving Eagle Moss. Eagle Moss. Yeah, yeah. and so you're you like, to... I'm I'm going to Zavi, and then you went, Hey, the we paperwork had hasn't come through yet. Yeah. Can you edit that out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. We had it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I kind of forgot about that. Now look look. Look what the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast does. There's so many different people. Every time you come on, you get a new job. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just employed by the Major Wrestling. Next time, time, MWO is going to hire you for way less money and and, and way less responsibilities. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Um, Actually, I won't say that. (laughs) Yeah, don't say anything that'll get you in trouble. But... um, yeah, now it's it's I, I well I love Zavi um, and uh, I decided to do this full time. I just wanted to give it a try and see where it, it can take me, um, and 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 take the brand and and, and the podcast and um, the community and and see if I could build it to something. My dream is to have it where I can hire more major marks to be part of uh, everything that we're doing because. I fell into this because of the podcast. Yeah. I want to see if me falling in, can I grab more people onto yeah. the, the the raft or the lifeboat, right. I guess you could say, and, you know, leave your crappy nine to five, come play with me. Dude, um, I'm so down. I'm in. 
I've been actually trying to find a new job. I don't have a nine to five. <laughs> Billy, you're already in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah, can't give, give some other people a chance. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Me. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I know that, you know, I, I'm somewhat privy to some conversations and i know that this has been a little bit of a goal of yours for a while now you know to to, to get major bendies and 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 merchandising to a point where that can be your job yeah and and i mean you're you're there i i don't know if you're quite to the spot where you feel like super comfortable with like well there's longevity in it now but you're in a position where you can definitely try. Yeah, um, I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. Yep. Um, and that's where I'm just at right now. Um, and full honesty, you know, a lot of my friends in the business love what I'm doing, but also think what I'm doing is very scary. And they're constantly sending me job openings. And I'm like, jeez, oh, that's great. But... I'll apply uh, just to make you happy because you have like a friend there or something. But I'm pretty sure this is where I have to be. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're where you belong right now. And we like, we were legit kind of just talking about this with Colt. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things like he, he, we were talking about Ryan from pro wrestling tees and you know how like his m- mindset as far as running his business, it's scary to him. He's like, yeah. he just lays it all on the line and just goes with it. And it's like, and that, yeah, that, like to me, that's scary to me too. But you know, if you're in a position to where you can lay it all on the line, and you believe in it, and you love in it, and you do it, and it's successful, why not keep going for it? You know what I'm saying? Like, ride it till the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, you can always exactly. apply for a job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know, if like, it doesn't work out, like, dude, I, I we could all work at Arby's. You know what I'm saying? Like together. Dude, I'm down. You guys want to go get some uh, some sandwiches? I had Arby's this morning. Roast beef. I'm down. I'll buy. You fly. I'll buy. <laughs> Literally fly. You That's fly, actually my goal for all my friends since I don't know how to yeah. drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but like back to that. It's just I gave him. I gave myself a time frame in my head of okay, when do I need to pack up um, yeah. and and actually you know get a actual nine to five job um and i'm not there yet and i think everything that i've been doing so far with the the extra time that i have um i think it's helped the brand um we've grown significantly with everything with um product sales um you know there's some bumps in the road that uh but it's with anything anything You're always going to have growing pains, or pains. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like <clears throat> there was like a week where everything was just like was just going to shit, and I was just like sad and depressed about everything. And then I, I saw the movie Air in the theaters, oh, and I watched see. it. And I was like, oh, "That's the one I'm on top of the." Uh, no, Michael Jordan. Uh, oh, the, Air. The shoes. I was thinking. Air, that, yeah. I don't remember. That's a different movie. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. And Very I good was movie. like, I was like, oh shit! You know what? This is this is what happens in business. You're gonna hit a lot of bumps. Everything's gonna be okay because if Nike was falling the shit and you look know at <laughs> look at them now, I think it could be okay. Yeah. Uh, and then my brother 
owns his own business as well, um, mm. Smart Cups. Um, he's actually on. I know. I've been watching all of that. Yeah. He's on. He's on the new Gordon Ramsay TV show. Um, so cool. He's competing against an, for an investment um, awesome. from Gordon Ramsay. Um, and he still hasn't been eliminated. So go, Chris. Yeah. Uh, but he actually has his own business. So, you know, I piggyback off him, and he's a very smart guy. He went to Harvard and Cornell, um, all on a full ride. And That's I went awesome. to the same school that Tony Soprano went to. Uh, <laughs> well, not even mm-hmm. Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano's white on the show. Oh, Edie, <laughs> all right. <Edie> Falco. <laughs> <laughs> she gets, there's like a, uh, an episode where um, the daughter makes fun of her for going to Montclair State. Yes. Because she wants to go to NYU, and the mom doesn't want her to go to NYU. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the subject. <laughs> so, but like, I could go and I could talk to my brother about stuff, and it, it, it eases my mind on what to do and what's the next steps. Um, so I have support um, that way. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So I'm I, not completely blind. <laughs> right. I, I did have a, a little you know sidestep you know you said that watching the the nike movie is is kind of what eased your mind and it made me realize one of these days we're gonna we're gonna see canic come out with his own shoe line and it's gonna be kanike Nike, oh actually like that all you got to do is add an e to the end it's there <clears throat> k to the beginning i have looked into <laughs> sneakers to his- i have oh. looked into sneakers um. Yeah, I, it's a possibility. I kind of like that. Let's focus on Schroitz first. Yeah, hey, yeah. right. <laughs> One leg at a time, guys. One leg at a time. Well, that um that poster you have on there is awesome too. We, we were talking about it a little bit. Um, yep. And Mackenzie Mania, yeah. but like that stuff, like me personally, that I love because. You know, I I got that um that stomp poster from Live Nine, mm-hmm. and it was probably one of my favorite things that you guys have ever released. And I got it signed by everyone. It looks awesome. I can't wait to get it framed. So when I saw this Matt Indie God poster, I was like, "This is exactly what I look for." And I could get it signed. I could get it framed. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, it's gonna look good in my room. And you know, I you know, hopefully, you know, it does well enough where you'll do. Other people, you know, maybe a, a Brian yeah. or you know Swags, you know whoever. It's it's actually it's doing pretty good. Um, I still have to buy mine. Gotta get it. <laughs> so I'll I'll add that order to what I have in my head of what we've sold so far. Um, well, and add yeah, one we'll, poster because I'm gonna get a poster. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. gonna we'll definitely do more posters. I um I heard Matt say how no one does posters anymore on the podcast. Right. And yeah. I just I turn on a like a switch in my head and I was like you know what I used to get posters signed by wrestlers mm-hmm. cuz I had I had an animal and hawk um poster signed that I remember hanging up in my um bedroom as a kid and um I had a goldberg poster mm-hmm. signed and that poster of Matt that we have I kind of I laid it out so that it was, it was to remind me of the Goldberg poster. So I remember it had the logo, it had the signature on the opposite <laughs> end. So that's what I did. Um, it's perfect. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably do more. Um, it seems like people like it. Yeah. yeah. Like it, Asfar and I were talking on the phone actually after Mackenzie Mania. And 
we, you know, we were talking about your, your merch. And I was like, I, I for sure, I need to get the poster specifically. And I remember like when it was first announced and all of that, like, and I'm glad, you know, that you had it included in the description, you know, it's what a 16 by 24, 16 by 24. Yeah. Right. Um, when I first saw it, it's like, okay, poster, is it like an 11 by 17 or, you know, yeah, like it's a real poster. And, and, and when I saw that, it's like, fuck yes. Cause like literally right above my head, like right here, I have hundreds of signed posters for, for movies or, or wrestling or whatever. I love collecting posters, but no one does it anymore. They right, say yeah. poster and it's, but it's not. Right, it's not and, I, and I know eleven by seventeen is considered a poster, but it's it's a it's a small it is the smallest end you know of the poster scale, you know, and then right. eight by tens and whatever. Um, I want a real poster, and yeah. and I think that's great. So yeah, yeah, it was hard. It was hard to determine the size because there's the eleven by seventeen, then there's sixteen by twenty four, and then what's the next one up? up it's like thirty two well, by 18, 18 36. by twenty four would be yeah. The okay, the next and then twenty by thirty six and then yeah. twenty four by forty two is official uh okay. uh movie poster size. But right. And I, I wanted something big, but I didn't want something too big that takes up too much wall space. Agreed. Let's face it wall space is valuable space to us as collectors. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so um, I went with this size just because like, all right, it's big, but it's not too big. Yep. It's not going to take up too much real estate. So, um, you know, and it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a picture of one wrestler. Right. You know, you have, <laughs> you, you have a 24 by 30 or uh, a 24 by whatever, 40, a poster of of just Matt Cardona, like that's a huge <laughs> poster of just yeah, one life person. <laughs> um, I I agree. I think I think the the smaller route is good, but still like a, a decent poster. sized poster. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. That's uh, anyway. I yeah, keep me too. The same thing, but love that you did that. Um, yeah, I mean everything I do, I I do it based off of one would I selfishly want it? And if I selfishly want it, because I'm so much of a collector myself, I'm sure others are going to want it. <laughs> so right. I just, I, I just think of myself doing it. Sure. I mean, and yeah, that it, you're allowed to be selfish. It's your merchandise <laughs> you know, right. company, but you, like you said, you, you are a collector. You collect so many things. You don't just collect wrestling action figures. You collect right. so many things. You are a pop culture fan. Right. You know what you and other people like. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's me being selfish, but at the same time, it's not me being selfish. It's me no. thinking of the community um, <laughs> that, you know, we all love and appreciate. We have lives and we come to this hobby to relax and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So usually you're very good about, uh, you know, showing off a new prototype or something, or you don't have to do anything like that unless you have something up your sleeve. Um, but like Actually, without, okay. Uh-oh. So you might have something. I was just going to say without, 
like getting into you know any specifics of things that you can't talk about like you want to do an unboxing i mean uh, oh, sure no. <laughs> give me one yeah, we'll never say I gotta, no i i came home you can probably hear my dog barking because i'm gonna open the door um That's okay I, I came home and <laughs> i um saw a package by the door but since i had stuff in my hand already I just quickly kicked it in, <laughs> and I forgot that I had it. He also forgot that it said fragile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If there's anything in here that I can't show you guys, you're going to have to blow it out. We can blank it out. We'll dolphin it out. I, I, can, I can delete this section of things. Yeah. Oh, um, play that fucking music. <laughs> I don't know why I <clears throat> Big thing I've been collecting lately, saying I'm a fan of pop culture, is uh, the Simpsons Super Seven figures. Oh mm. man, they're so cool! And like, I'm a fan of the Simpsons. I'm not like a huge, huge fan where I collect the stuff, but man, I see those There's Super too many Seven, out of and they're just so cool. Like they're huge. Oh, yep, first thing I can't show. You. Oh, okay. Um, put that to the side. Yeah, so it's funny because I'm actually friends with some people at Super Seven, um, and went to have drinks with one on Friday, and trying to get her to spill some beans. You know, I want to know what's coming out next because uh, we got Mo here. Fucking oh, fantastic. nice. Oh, <laughs> I love so these figures. Cool. <laughs> There's a couple I have on, on my list. I just haven't pulled the trigger. Just so many. Ugh. You're getting me itchy. <laughs> All right. So this first one, I'm sorry, you're going to get the plastic sound because this is yeah. actually how they yeah. pack it. You That's guys right. get to see everything. Nice. Yep, per- perfect for those know. Patreon folks. Unless he shows something that we can't see, then then Well, I, I took the first one. First one definitely can't be shown yet. Um, Ooh. But this is the rubber Sabu Bloody. Wow. Nice. So this yeah. will be a case. Raised, uh The scars. Scars, oh, wow. signature yep. in the back, bloody. Stuff that needs to be fixed. Overall good. So, I'll, uh, I'll go over the process. So, we'll get the, the resin style, um, and that is obviously non-bendable because it's resin. And right. that is really to just show me the process of the mold. That That is for me to just look at the mold. Don't look at the paint. Look at the mold. Okay. Yep. They'll, they'll paint it. Ask. Yep. They'll paint some of it to give me an idea. Um, but that is really just for the mold then the mold gets that i prove that mold gets made and then they will create a rubber prototype this rubber prototype is more of a finalized paint job but not a finalized paint job because it's hand painted yeah so it's not going to be as clean and same Um, process with big rubber guys same thing yep and um but this is to give me some notes on what needs to be changed if you know the color's not popping right or you know if i want to change this blue to some 
another shade of PMS blue, or whatever it is. Mm. This is the proper way. Next I just, one. I was going to ask, has there, there ever been a time where when you're going from that resin stage to the the rubber mold where you look at the resin, you're like, okay, this looks good, this scar looks good, and then when it translates over to the rubber, that it gets like best, like maybe this the it gets a little too like a scarring. I'm Does it change it all? Does it change? Is, has there ever been yeah. any times where it's like going from that process, you know, it, it it doesn't quite get to where you want, or has it been pretty consistently? It's been pretty good so yeah. far. Um, it's actually been better. Good. Because like for, like, for example, Gallows, his beard, I think came out better than what I expected it was going to be um, because it's bendable and everything, which, you know, I asked yeah. them to do it, but I thought it was going to break very easily. I was very afraid. No, I haven't. Break. I haven't. <laughs> and I bend it know, all the time. Tempted fate, but <laughs> it, it seems pretty durable. Yeah. So. Well, that's good to hear a... that it, it's not giving you any issues. Good. This is the regular Sabu. Yeah. All, all good on regular Sabu. I gotta get caught up. Someone fell out. Oh, yeah. Uh, got Sandman. Tommy. Not Tommy Dreamer. Sandman. Whoa. Mr. Kendo. Yeah. Kendo stick. So. <laughs> Something that we might need to look into. It might have just been how they packed it. Oh, yeah. Kind of sticking oh. a little sloppy. Looks like nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> or a scythe. I think it might have been just how they packed it. Yeah, I got to double check. It. Well, because yeah. when... it wasn't packaged top properly. It's like all the crunch. Yeah, yeah. push it down. Yeah. yeah. When they send the, the official version, is it in the uh... that plastic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it so, it wouldn't be all you know squished together you know in a, yeah. a little package. Got bloody raven. Man, he is a bloody that mess. Is... Look at that face. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite looks, one. Looks pretty good. Even uh, like the the t shirt, like the designs on the t shirts, just look so perfect on them. I'm going to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, rewind and pause it. <laughs> I think I saw a foot. I think I saw a blur. Uh, they fucked up something. Uh-oh, but we can't see that either. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. They gave Raven blonde think so. hair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is... That's the bloody... Bloody Sandman, Sandman again. Yeah. Pretty good. I don't think I have anything I could change on this one. And what I what I do now is that's it. No Tommy Dreamer. I forgot to make the Tommy Dreamer. Oh. <clears throat> um. So then what I do is I'll, I'll take photos of these and I'll put them in our group chat and mm-hmm. um, I'll see if anyone notices anything else that needs to be uh, replaced. Um. And sometimes we'll bug D also in, uh, in another group chat and see if he needs, if he sees anything that needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And he'll come back with 100 things and we ignore 99 just, of them. And- yeah, you just pick, <laughs> pick a couple. <laughs> but he's good. He's oh, good. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that was somewhat of an unboxing for you guys. I didn't want to 
Full no, and sure. That no, that's awesome. <laughs> as fun as it is. Oh. Uh, you know. Got to keep it a surprise gotta, semi gotta you know, for people. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. There's, I'll say one thing, I guess. I can I can tease about it, maybe. Sure. If you want to tease. There's a, the first figure is of someone who hasn't had a figure in a very, 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 very long time. Whoa. Whoa. Hmm. So. Oh, I... Pretty sure I know. Yeah, of course, you yeah, know, yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Me and Jake. I don't even listen to Bill anymore. He always just has yeah. to throw it in our faces every two minutes. Oh, I know something you guys don't know, but I can't talk about it. Okay. There's something really Canic cool have... coming out, but I can't tell you about it. Me and, me and Canic's really not five foot friends. four. He's five foot three. Yeah. Yeah. But he he doubles his socks, so he's a little bit taller. I, I will I will say, Canic, you know, like th- there's been times like I've begged Billy for information, and he's like, I just can't, I can't, I can't, and I missed out on a signing because of this some bitch. <laughs> oh yeah so like negative one when negative one oh, like yeah. we knew that he was gonna be there but i'm yeah. like I, I can't i can't tell you that right. like no i get it i'm but yeah. your balls. i i do so i took my figure to get signed. yeah and I, that's what pissed me <laughs> off even more he's like he took his own figure and everything planned and everything and i was like sitting over here like oh i guess i guess i'm just here i think i got a, I got a good idea for that a fix for that you should next time you know something like that, and you know how Husfar is, he has to have it signed. I would give him like four. Bring these four figures. Bring these four <laughs> figures. You know, it might be one. I'll do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I do <laughs> yeah. That. Okay. Hey, you know what? I don't. It ain't worth risking. <laughs> <laughs> I get asked a lot by people, um, like two, three days before the show. Oh, who's gonna be there? Who's the special guest? And I never say anything. The only person I do reveal the information to is Dawkins, but that's because I pay Dawkins to be a lawyer yes. for me. So the- <laughs> he has a confidentiality clause. Right. I, I know he's sign, not saying anything. I will sign a contract that if you give me information, I will not leak God. it. <laughs> call that a hustract. Oh, man. <laughs> if I learned anything in business, NDAs don't mean shit. True. Yeah. <laughs> but... Trust goes a long way. Yes. Trust so me, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> All right, Billy with his, with his pen for our Patreon members. He, he's waving his pen, <laughs> telling us how it is. <clears throat> but uh, no, I. It's always uh, so much fun having you on, and and you know, really like so so many times on this show, uh, having the opportunity to talk to people, and even even where some of the conversation went with Colt earlier. Um, and obviously not that, I don't know, I'm formulating a lot of thoughts. Inspirational things come from a lot of areas. You know, uh, Colt, you know, he didn't, he didn't, you know, grow <laughs> this business. And as a wrestler, thanks to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, he did because of his hard work and everything before all of that. Right. But so many of us, Canik, you know, yourself included, you know, uh, without this podcast, without this community, would any of this stuff ever happen? Right. Yeah. Probably I mean, probably not. Every morning now, I have a routine. Um, I wake up. Um, I answer all my emails on my phone. Um, mainly through I'm talking to China about products and stuff. Um, I'll shower, and um, I, I where I live, there's 
about a 20 block long park. And at the end of the park, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. So I walked the whole park thinking of everything I need to do. And every morning, I'm just like so happy that I have this freedom that I can walk through this park working on toys. Right. <laughs> it was like half naked men. I'm making half naked men. <laughs> and he's so happy. <laughs> and I'm so happy. And I'm, I'm so grateful for every opportunity um, Matt, Brian, and Mark have given me and mm-hmm. how the community has welcomed me as, you know, the, I like to say I'm the, the grumpy old man in the Muppets. I'm just <laughs> I'm the background character that screams things out once in a while. But <laughs> everyone's so welcoming and, uh, and supportive. And I saw that with uh, the referee, Bendy. Yeah. Um, I was just going to ask. Toot, don't want to toot my horn a little bit, but I'm going to toot it. I'm one of the fastest selling uh, Bendy's right now. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm very grateful for everything, and um, I say that to myself every day to remind myself to work hard because I don't want to let Matt and Brian down or Mark, um, and I don't want to let the community down because you guys invested in me. I want to return that favor, and I want to do right to towards all you guys. And then I get my coffee, and then I write everything else I need to do, and then I go home and poop because it's a cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was way. waiting for. <laughs> um, I but my day starts off just long. a little bit different. <laughs> oh, I poop first. Um, but no, I, we, Jake Husfar and myself have talked about this a lot. You know, it, very inspirational things come out of mm-hmm. talking with people and getting to know their stories and, and how they go about doing things. And, uh, you know, you've put a lot of hard work and dedication into this and yeah. you're just continuing to do amazing things. And, yeah, you know, we've all been very lucky, you know, in, in different aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so of so many other people within this community, uh, even if, you know, uh, say Matt hasn't directly been like, hey, do this thing for me or whatever. Like the guys have been very, um, uh, you know, motivational in people betting on themselves, yeah. you know, and yeah. you see all these people coming out with their own vlogs, their own podcasts, uh, you know, someone and I, I don't remember the name, but someone like you know because of the uh the dedication they've seen a lot of other people around here you know put into their craft they have a food truck now or right. you know different just different things and it it's it's inspiring and uh you know I don't know how other people feel when we get to these moments in in our podcast it happens somewhat often but uh it's sentimental moments and I I really um, enjoy seeing people like you, Canik, you know, uh, do this kind of stuff. So anyway. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm the same way. You know, the guys inspired me to do one thing um, that's in collectibles, but I've seen them, you know, inspire, like what you said, um, people to do other things, you know, start a podcast, open a food truck. There's people who've gotten married because mm-hmm. they were inspired there's people who decided to have kids because they were inspired by Brian. Um, I'm inspired to grow hair like Brian. But 
uh, I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. Unless well, I hear there's Matt operations in Turkey. In Turkey. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a wanted citizen in Turkey. I can't go there. <laughs> oh, don't go there. I've, don't go there. I've, my father uh, got dual citizenship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honest story. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I'm dodging the military. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> It's a long story. No, 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 no. no. I, you know, I think you've gone into this story somewhat. Before. I might have. I might have. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we can't go to. Oh, I can't go to Turkey to. So, uh, no live yeah, shows any, in Turkey. No so live shows in Turkey. Um, and I recommend not selling any Canic merchandise there. <laughs> Deal. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, those those. Uh, those referee bendies of yours are about to sell out anyway, so no need to worry about selling them in Turkey. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll do a Turkey exclusive just to piss off the <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, sometimes you say what the uh, production number is. Sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. How many referees were made? How many canics are left? I think it was about three fifty of each. I think it was three fifty of each, or three twenty-five. I'm d- I don't know something in that area in the um, three hundred range, little more. Yeah. Okay. If you want to buy a single canic, there's less than fifty available. I'm not sure how wow. many. Wow, that yeah. dude, awesome, incredible, incredible. In what? Uh, like- sorry, John Cone. sorry (laughs) but there's actually there's very few left of uh each person and we we did a small run on each person because you know there's a lot of people who want to only get one rep sure yeah you're cannibalizing yourself with having multiple reps obviously but then there's going to be people who want to buy multiple reps hey if you're playing with your fig fed you know, someone gets knocked out. If a ref gets knocked out, you got to have a ref to run in. And then when they get knocked out, you got to have another mechanic run in to be a, a referee. I forgot how this <clears throat> happened, but I pitched this idea for both my FWF run in and the refs at two separate times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot where I was. It was both, I was physically with Max. I wanted to physically see his reaction. Oh, when I mentioned it, because I can tell when Matt thinks I'm um, crazy, and when I have a great <laughs> or idea. Or if you're ten percent, ten percent. Matt likes to say that ninety percent of the time I'm a genius, ten percent of the time I'm a crazy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, which is still freaking great statistics if you think about it. Um, but uh, I I forgot where I was, but I mentioned, hey, what if we do? Um, refs and one ref is a guy that looks like John, another one's TTV, and the other one's me. And we can do it because we're not going to pay any royalties because I don't need any royalties. I'm sure TTV won't need any royalties. And that loser that looks like John definitely doesn't need anything. <laughs> um, and we can do it that way. And, you know, we just, and how it's built. <clears throat> um, so this is all the same world. The only thing that really changes is the head so we pay for the head sculpt and then the different head mold and then that head is actually connected but you can't see it that it's not yeah, I was gonna say you can't it's see hidden by it the collar 
it's hidden by the collar. Um, ah. So oh, I see. we were able to take this risk of doing a figure of myself and TKD and um, a dude that looks like John. Um, and <laughs> I was worried I was going to be the one that's, you know, I'm going to have a hundred of, and I'm going to be giving out to all my family members during Christmas. <laughs> um it seems like they're gonna have to buy one now, um, <laughs> but so that that was the whole idea of the ref, and Matt loved the idea, um, so it was worth the gamble for us to do. And then Matt came to a show in New Jersey, and we went out to um, a nice little Cuban restaurant that I like to go to, um, and we were eating steaks, and we were talking about the ref Bendy. And I said, and FWF, and I said, wouldn't it be crazy if I do a run in as a ref so it makes the figure more accurate? And then after the run in, we announced that the ref's on sale. And like, he choked. I was like, oh shit, this is the 10% coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, I love it. Yes, yes, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, oh, thank God. 10% still in, <laughs> inside tucking. Still hidden. You're still at 90. <laughs> still at 90%. Now, I, Kinnick, I think you need a 10% neck tattoo right here on the side. Um, I do have a lot of temporary tattoos that just came to the house today. Okay. Are they Steph <laughs> tattoos? Steph? Not Steph. <laughs> Cody? <laughs> no, I... They're actually not for Matt. They're for another. They're for for the next lineup of uh, Canix merch. Yeah, no, it's not. I I now do merch for all these other guys on the side as well. So yeah, it's just fun. Go get your Dan Housen socks. They're actually very comfortable. There you go on his uh, whatnot stream. And the pillowcase is my favorite. Yeah, it's actually really good quality. That yeah. That's cool. I may may need to grab one of I those. I just called too. him They're Smark. Just... Smark. I just said Smark, and I just realized it. Smark start Sterling. Instead of saying Smart Mark Smark. <laughs> um. So big rubber guys. The pre order for demolition is June nineteenth. Yes. Yeah. So the pre order. So for shortly demolition. after this podcast is up and running, you'll you'll be able to get this in just a few days if you're listening. Yeah. And, as it's out. And that's the last day for your your merch stuff as well, yeah. right? June 19th, yes. Uh, June 19th. Um, I, I got a questioning of my dates of when I do all these pre-orders <laughs> and stuff. And I laid it out to Matt, and I'm like, everything is strategically because I only want to think about one thing at a time. Right. <laughs> sure. And, and then it's also I'm not keeping inventory in the house. Yeah. But we, we offer free shipping. Don't place an order for a pre-order item for, with an in-stock item. Like, I can understand if you're oh. outside of the country, but if you're in the country, it's free ship. We're taking the cost. Place a separate order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want it out of my house. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> ASAP. But, um, yeah, but That's Demolition, so cool. June 19th, awesome. comes with the mask, removable. Um, these things, I'm really excited. The response that we've been receiving off these is incredible and um i think we're gonna you know do a lot more of these it was it was supposed to be just you know onesies and twosies but seeing how everyone's been reacting um you know this is a new added line bendies isn't going anywhere we're gonna still continue doing bendies we're gonna do big rubber guys and you know maybe to 2024 
we add on to the collection because I already have ideas. Nice. Oh, good gravy. <laughs> scare me. You excite me and you scare me all yes. at the same time. I need, I, need to, I need to get approval from the gods. And when I say gods, I mean the, the indie, indie god. god. You, you know what? You know what I need? I need a Billy Peck shirt that says, oh, good gravy. <laughs> With a gravy cup. Like, well, yes, like, little ladle. Like, yeah, be sure. Yeah. Yeah. The white oh, glass of Oh, good gravy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my hey. God. I don't believe that I know what this idea is, is of his. So you probably do. There you go. Right, so, I, don't, I don't think I do. I don't know what it is. I don't, well, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. Text Canik and it's like, oh, I just don't want him to feel bad. No, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've mentioned it in the chat that he's in. <laughs> not that I need. To know. I can't tell you about it, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't even think I. I'm sure if I. I'm sure if I ask the guys right now too, man, Brian, they'll be like, "I don't know what the fuck Kenny's talking about." <laughs> we did that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I, I forget if you said canixmerch.com. Everything that you're going to come out with is limited two week pre orders. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that they're all made to order, so that one, it's so that I can do this and also focus on. Um, you know, Bendy's and Big Rubber Guys. Um, I like designing clothing, so this is why I focused mm-hmm. on this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, before I only wore major pod shirts to events, um, <laughs> I used to design my own shirts because I didn't want to be the guy that wore the same exact shirt as everyone else. Yeah. So I, I like I, those exclusive jobs. I know. I hate that because, see, and then look below me. I mean, I'm. Well, I know, but we're wearing the same shirt. They're wearing the exact well, same I, shirt. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the human version. We're all wearing stumps. The human, the human version. version. <laughs> I do need that shirt still. Yeah, um, that one's badass. I'm glad that but, one's on no. uh, PWTs now. Yeah, this is the the original from Kala and Alba. Um, mm. But yeah, it's on Pro Wrestling Tees. Actually, the reason why it's on Pro Wrestling Tees is because I took a selfie of myself wearing this shirt because Matt was asking what I was up to. And I, like, I sent him a selfie. Uh, because he wanted to know why so- something wasn't getting done. So I sent him a selfie of like me drinking at the bar or something. I was wearing this shirt. And he goes, what shirt is that? And I told him, and he's like, fuck, we need that on for wrestling tees. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's actually one I, I told Billy about. It was, uh, it was one of those Top Rope Tuesday shirts, the two-week only, and then they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they retire the design. It was um, Matt, Brian, and Mark... And it says Major Pod Network on the bottom. And I bought it. I feel like I was one of the only ones who bought it. And it's one of my all-time favorite shirts. But this is before I knew you had to wash the Pro Wrestling T-shirts a certain way with the cold water inside out so they don't crack. So I wore it so much it started to crack. And I'm, like, devastated because it's, like, one of my favorites. So um, maybe I'll have to show Matt one day and be like, bring this back, please. (laughs) I may also need you to let me know how to wash it because all my stuff cracks uh i i've been doing it it's not foolproof but inside out inside out and cold cold water only and then low tumble dry low heat and they've been coming out pretty light detergent too yeah they've been coming out pretty solid i don't do my own fucking laundry i send it out Uh oh 
Just to tell them not to track your stuff. Yeah. I pay an age. Uh, I'll do your laundry. Because <laughs> the ladies fold it better than I do. Oh, <laughs> we'll it's just, Leave a post-it note in there and say, like, please don't crack my shirt. Sometimes I get, like, other people's <laughs> socks. It's a little weird. Yeah. You get other people's socks? Yeah, like, because I only wear me undies socks. Yeah. I oh, know I love when something else comes back and it's, like, one Hanes sock. And I'm like, yeah, I know this is not mine. <laughs> that, that, uh, <laughs> Bro, I don't even want to have talk about this. This is disgusting. I can't. Well, I mean, it's fuck, washed. I don't fuck with feet, and I damn sure don't fuck with somebody else's feet. Like, somebody's socks, dude. Uh-uh. Like, if I go it's into washed. somebody's house and there's wadded up socks on the floor, I'm turning around and leaving. It grosses me <laughs> out, dude. And I can't yeah. do it. So, it's, if I got... Mm-mm. I don't know. Well, we found uh-uh. the... Uh... Mm-hmm. Never come over my house because next to my bed is just piles of socks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not Rusty long. Socks. Saying that yeah. out loud. Oh Dude. no! Fuck. Summer no, folded and summer to, clumped when I, together. When I go in bed, I just take off my socks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's, wipe, I'm not wipe good yourself at off right and now. then uh, go He's to like, sleep. I'm not good at this. <laughs> I'm not good at this right now. Uh, uh, well, as long as you don't put them back on in the morning, then you're fine. No, that's how you get athletes for it. Oh, <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh my gosh, the rails well, are off of them. Um, but no, I was just gonna say, what what kind of do you have an idea of a time frame between limited merch drops for Canics merch? Yeah, um, so on the site, I think we put up to six weeks. Um, I think it'll be a lot faster. Um, t-shirts, the turnaround could be anywhere between a week to two weeks posters uh about the same the shorts and other things that i have in mind may take a little bit longer longer okay so, that, so that's why i put the six weeks so that um, that's that's a good answer but i uh, what i actually meant was like between like the next person that you drop. sell merch for oh <sighs> sorry that last shot of black label <laughs> is burning my chest right now um <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I want to do it every month. I may skip the next month. Wow, every month, roughly. Every month, different person. Yeah. So next month will not feature Matt. Um, but I, I was thinking about skipping the next month just to show people, hey, I'm actually delivering stuff. Sure. Yeah. And the quality is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so I may do that, um, and then um, start up again with the next wrestler. You know, um, I. Another great opportunity that I have with um, working with Matt and Brian is that I am now, I don't want this to sound narcissistic, but I'm well known by the other guys in, in wrestling yeah. as a reliable person who's honest um, and can deliver on merchandise at a very fast pace. Um, so... I have now have all these contacts and I'm friends with these guys that I can easily, you know, text someone and say, Hey, you want to do this? So it's not going to be just Matt and Brian. It is right. not just going to be the, the guys that you see on the podcast all the time. You know, Chavo Guerrero Jr. I've said it before. Next door neighbors with my brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you've got a neighbor in the same town. Enzo lives mm-hmm. uh, two blocks down. I see him almost every day while I go to the liquor store and get my quick check sandwich. Uh, <laughs> he's on the <move. laughs> He laughs because he says, I know exactly what you're doing. 
um, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll do a booze and toys um, at his podcast studio because he has a podcast studio there, and he's always trying to get me Ooh. to come in. Oh, um, pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, there's Enzo, and there's so many other people that I could be doing stuff with, and I have a history of. I've said it before. I think on this show, I used to work with a bunch of stand-up comedians. So yeah. I got something that I'm looking into going into again and working with uh, stand-up comics and do some cool things. Um, so I've reached out to a few of those people to see if there's any interests. And Well, yeah, and I, I was just, I was going to say, like, yeah, at some point, I imagine it can expand past wrestling. You know, yeah. you, you have all these, uh, you know, even like, film and television stars doing convention circuit and stuff you know yeah. the, the the options are endless you know depending on where you want to go with it yeah um i like wrestling i like comedy those are the two that i'm trying to focus on right now but i've already had you know some music bands reach out to me so yeah um you know if i don't want to say it because i don't want to jinx it but you know <laughs> there's some cool bands that i could be working with and nice. i'm excited yeah, I th- I think that's great, and I think people, as time goes on, are going to be more excited and impressed with the things that you bring out because you are always thinking of unique things, you know. And just <laughs> it's the booze doing the <laughs> thinking. The booze. <laughs> um, Billy's like, I don't fucking drink. <laughs> hey, I can recognize though. <laughs> um, I uh. You know, I just think about like where the merch stuff started when you started doing yeah. things and, you know, maybe kind of simpler, more in bulk type things yeah. to where they are now. And yeah. it's it's grown so much. So, yeah, I mean, if you get one of those catalogs, uh, I call it the catalog, the merch book, mm-hmm. um, you can see the from where we started and now it's grown. It's. You know, we were doing beach balls. Now we're fucking doing figures. Yeah, <laughs> right. We need yeah. we need book number two. I think it's being worked on. Oh, good. I think maybe. But uh, anyway, um, once Justin gets back from his honeymoon, <laughs> I think he's back. He should be back. Oh, he, well, he back. is back because he posted he a picture of his uh, McDonald's thing or something. Oh Didn't yeah, he? yeah. Oh, dude, I fucked up. I wanted to get that today. And what is it? I just. The Grimace? It's, yeah, the Grimace. Celebrating function. Grimace's birthday. Like 50th birthday or something mm-hmm. like that. I was going to um, get it today because I passed by a McDonald's going to UPS, but because I had to drop off an, a bulk order for Bendy's, and uh, bulk orders are easier to go through UPS than the post office. So I went through UPS, and there's a McDonald's on the way, and I said, I don't have time for this because I still need to go to the United States Postal Service, which is on the other side. And they're gonna Jeez. close in twenty minutes. <laughs> so I was oh, the closing thing. Okay, and you're yeah. you probably got your wagon with you. Yeah, the, I got my wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't use the wagon. I can carry it, and oh. it's a lot easier than carrying the pushing that wagon. I hate pushing <laughs> the wagon. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys got anything else for Kinnick? No, sir. No. All right. Well, anything that you want to say before you? We head out. Canixmerch.com, MajorPodMerch.com. Go support my brother on Gordon Ramsay's mm-hmm. Food Stars. He's competing. Watch, tweet, 
posts about it. He has a podcast called um, CEO Playground. Talks about the show, entrepreneurship. Support him. I love him. He's been supporting me on everything I've been doing, so I got to support him. Oh, yeah. And his kids are good workers. His kids are good workers. <laughs> my nephews. His my freaking nephew's fourteen and he's six one. He's taller than everyone at wow. the live show. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, when we were in Los Angeles, uh Canick's brother was there and and his nephews were there and they were they were putting together those merch bags, which gave me a chance to go do other things. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, anyway, you've got a nice family. I'm happy to see that Thank he's you. on uh you know, the Gordon Ramsay show and yeah, of course, happy with all the things that you continue to do. So thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate all of you. Absolutely. Been very man. supportive appreciate about you. everything I've done. Uh, you do great work, man. <laughs> Thanks. That's why <laughs> <laughs> I hugged my canic bendy for those listening. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Husvar, take us out. Play my big rubber music. I got Galoom, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring-worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D, just like Blue Chew, I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch. Like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan. And Scotty Pippen. With Phil Jackson. Always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! I'm just a major mark, major mark. I'm not a toy boy, toy boy. Hey, all you major marks, claim all that merchandise. 